Welcome back to another episode of A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancey. I'm Vincent A. Lancey, speaker, coach, and author of the books, Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health and Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption. And I'm Tony Alexander. When I was 21 years old, I was the victim of a hit-and-run accident while walking home from a friend's birthday. After coming out of a coma and suffering from a traumatic brain injury, or you may know of as a TBI, I soon realized that it was time to put my mental health on a very high pedestal. This transformative experience has led me to create a podcast that is all things mental health. It has also led me to create my new book, Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health. Be sure to check it out on my website after the episode ends. Would it add value to your life to hear mental health professionals and advocates share their authentic stories relating to mental health? If you answered yes, you came to the right place. I want to start by congratulating you for making your mental health a priority. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show five stars and continue listening by subscribing. I would like to welcome you back to another episode of COVID Talks. I will continue to bring back previous guests to reconnect with you all. These guests will highlight their experiences during the COVID-19 lockdown to add immediate value to you all. For this episode, I am happy to introduce my guest from the ninth episode ever on this platform, Tony Alexander. Tony is also one of the mental health experts in my new book, Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health. I actually met Tony through my cousin, Kim. Tony was born and raised in Louisiana and also spent 10 years in the military, both active and reserve. Additionally, he has spent 15 years in the healthcare industry on top of the last 10 years as an entrepreneur. As he describes it, his accomplishments definitely did not come without challenges or obstacles in his life. There came a time when he realized that he needed to be clear about his mental health. He's been advocating for mental health ever since, so allow me to now introduce Tony Alexander. Tony, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Vincent, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Would you mind please reintroducing yourself to our listeners and sharing part of your story before we dive in and get going? And also, please do share your role relating to mental health. Oh, no problem at all. So as you stated, um, I spent 15 years um, in the healthcare industry working for one of the largest uh, pharmacy retail chains in the world. Uh, In addition to that, of course, 10 years as an entrepreneur. And not only that, as you said, without coming with my own battles of mental health, uh, realizing about 15 years or so ago where I needed to be in the space that I'm in. Uh, Currently, I am the COO of Structured GI Services, uh, HR and business consulting firm, and I'm also an advocate for mental health, especially in the Black community. Absolutely, Tony. I'm really excited to reintroduce you to our listeners, and thank you for sharing all that. On each episode, my guest and I go through a series of six questions called the main event, but for COVID Talks episodes, we will have a main event of its own. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's go. Great. So let's begin the show with getting into how your mental health has been affected from the 2020 pandemic. Wow. So where do we start, right? Uh, well, you know, I'm, right now I'm very, very much uh, in touch with my mental health, you know, and the way that I can put it is I'm actually, I'm woke. You know, I find myself uh, with more episodes of anxiety. Um, I've been diagnosed with GAD, which is generalized anxiety disorder. Uh, I find myself a little bit more stressed, uh, a little bit more worry. So 
you know, I, I found myself even with a few bouts of depression here and there. And I think our listeners would agree that I think we are all in that space. It's just a matter of being aware of what it is. The one thing for me, though, I have to admit, you know, going through the things that I've gone through in the past, that I now have healthy coping mechanisms with it. And I'm so in tune with my body and my mind that I'm able to combat those things and pull myself out of a spiral before it happens. So overall, I would rate my mental health as well. Uh, but I couldn't say that had I not gone through the things in the past that I would be in the situation that I am now in a healthy state. Absolutely. That's a great way to put everything. Now, you said you found some healthy coping mechanisms. What's your number one coping mechanism for everybody else out there? Number one coping mechanism is reading and listening to positive podcasts such as these. These, these are the things that just... Uh, takes my mind away from all of the things in the world. And when I say the pandemic, I'm not necessarily speaking of COVID, but just everything that's going on in the world. So reading and upskilling myself. Absolutely. I can agree with the reading, especially been very big into self-improvement books over this 2020, whether it's a marketing book or a podcast improvement book, I've been working very hard to fine tune some skills, but what would you say the most difficult part of the 2020 pandemic is for you? Oh, okay. So I don't want to keep saying wow, but I, I have to tell you, <laughs> a lot of people, uh, I, I tell people I'm an introvert. They refuse to believe that. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things I realized, maybe I'm in between an introvert and extrovert because I truly miss the personal connection, the personal touch. Um, and I just miss the convenience of life. You know, that's, that's what I miss. Yeah, we're definitely, it's a different world we live in now, even just nine months ago. We really were rolling on all cylinders, the whole world. There was no stopping anybody. It was go, 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 go. And now we actually had to stop. And I think there's going to be a lot of changes coming from here. We've obviously seen the virtual workplaces more and more. So we'll see how business continues to evolve. But we talked about your number one coping mechanism. I had to ask you because it was such a good time for it. But what are some other ways you've been coping with the additional change and stress from the pandemic? So, so one of the things for me is it's very important about what you consume. And for me, it's, um, I'm very cautious about the things that I eat, very cautious about the things that I read. Uh, the things that I watch on television, which I don't get a lot to watch um, television, definitely looking at what's going on in our world, the nation, you know, so I can only take that in very small doses um, for that. Um, I also been able to just uh, indulge a little bit more in my virtual mentoring. So that has really helped me to build more connections. Uh, that's my passion and, and my, my strength and comfort zone. Um, and the biggest thing I really want to say is staying connected uh, with my spiritual leader and ensuring that I follow up on a weekly basis with my therapist. Yeah, those are all great points. You have some kind of schedule, it seems. You have a couple of things you look forward to throughout the day, and I think that helps push you through. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, if there's, um, you know, there's a, a difference between being aware and knowing what to do or having those resources and just having those spiritual leaders, mentors and mentees surrounded by me makes getting through this uh, so much easier. I can say, 
had I not had the people in my life, and this came about after going through my first episodes and realizing that, you know, I needed to take time for my mental health. These are the same people that were there for me 10 years ago that are there now. So it has made it so much easier. Um, if they see that I'm a little bit off of kilter, you know, so they reach out. And I think that's so important. Um, I can place something up on social media. And within 30 seconds, uh, one of my mentors like, uh, what's going on? Take that down, <laughs> you know, so um, it's good to have those people in your corner. And it's very therapeutic um, to know that you have people who truly care about you. So. I agree with you 100%. Part of one of the parts in the new book talks about being supportive of others and also being supportive of yourself. And it's very important to have those types of relationships. And I'm very thankful for how our friendship has progressed as we're in touch a few times a week. But we all know how difficult it's been. What are some positives that have come out of the 2020 pandemic for you? Wow. And I told you I was going to keep saying wow. But you know, the biggest thing that I am really excited about, and I want to thank you for, but the upcoming book, Mr. Lancey Speaks, oh, mental, talks about mental health. Um, I am beyond excited. Um, I think I tell everyone um, in the world about, hey, I'm going to be in a book, right? <laughs> you know, so I really appreciate that. I'm really excited for the release of that. And not only that, to be able to educate people in the community, especially at a younger age, because we as parents, uh, we find it hard to talk about mental health with our children. And with so much going on, we definitely need to make that a priority. Uh, other things that are going on, of course, is uh, business is thriving. So, yeah. you know, I run my own HR firm and with everything going on in the workforce, there's a lot of people that are needing a lot of direction on how to pivot in this <laughs> yeah. uh, environment. So uh, definitely that. Uh, just recently, I became a diversity and inclusion certified, so DNI. Yeah, so I've seen I'm that. Super, Congratulations. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm super excited about that. That is a huge win for me um, and for those um, in which I mentor. I actually was appointed to the National Association for Social Workers board just last week That's so up, i'm man. excited <laughs> yeah so a lot of positive things um and these things are all in my wheelhouse and my passion i didn't foresee those uh coming so as i sit back and i look you know as you say we go 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 um it was time to slow 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 and to allow those things in my life that needed to happen uh, the other thing is I'm truly excited about as well is forming what we call the National Events Council. So I am the Chief Inclusion and Diversity Strategist. And nice. this is, nice. a, or yeah, I'm telling you, I'm on it. And what we're doing is we're actually working with some of the large organizations and asking them to take a 20% pledge on hiring um, minorities in the event space. And okay. I'm glad to say that right now we have about six major organizations who have agreed to take the pledge. Excellent. And we will be doing a uh, press release should be coming out uh, this week. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, while COVID, you know, many will look at the negatives, we definitely have to look at the positive side of the things that are, ha that are happening. And I know for one that, you know, I'm excited about the things that lie ahead um, because we don't know when we're coming out of this pandemic. 
We really don't. And thank you for putting it like that. As there's always negatives, we, there is some positives through it all. They just may be not as easy to see or achieve. But I'm very happy for you with all your recent success, Tony. But let's talk about a little more about the work life, how you said the 20, how 20 pandemic has affected you. Start in March and then we'll progress to now. You say now we're thriving, but let's, uh, let's step back. Wow. <clears throat> so let's see there. Well, March is my birthday month, so I'm a Pisces. So normally I, I try to do something um, that's very cultural, travel abroad for my birthday. Nice. Uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> so definitely that. Uh, I also do work with the National Association for Social Workers, um, as I spoke about mm-hmm. earlier. And we normally do events on Martha's Vineyard where we do fundraising events. Cool. That that was canceled out March and April uh, because we didn't know. And in addition, one of my biggest fundraisers, which I work with the three doctors out of Newark, New Jersey. um, And this was what we call their hero event, one of their largest fundraisers throughout the year. Unfortunately, that was canceled. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me personally... Yeah, it it was just cancellation after cancellation. Unfortunately, there were contracts that I had in place with uh, speaking engagements. So I missed out on about four speaking engagements anywhere from Las Vegas to... Mm, I know that, um, yeah. Yeah, D.C. So there were just a lot of things. And at the time, I felt like there were a lot of things being taken away from me. Um, But as we talk, you know, kind of fast forwarding, we're seeing how different directions and pivoting was coming. Uh, other things that were taken from me, I'm not gonna say taken, but I had to rearrange my whole house, Vincent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what I mean about that is I definitely have a space for um, you know, my everyday business, my office and those things. But then when I realized I had to take on other aspects of the job and being moved into different uh, organizations or parts of the company. Um, a whole lot of office equipment per the company had to come home with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I had to end up moving um, some things into the dining room. Uh, that went over really well. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, for the most part, you know, so trying to keep a balance. And one of the biggest things with that Uh, I've always spoken about, I don't really know about a balance. Mm -hmm. It's more of harmony for me. Mm -hmm. So trying to understand and trying to make myself ensure that, you know, I still work office hours. You know, I get up and I get dressed just like I'm going into the office. uh, Because if I don't, I'm going to be, it's going to intersect, it's going to blend and from that, it, it, it can just become a disaster. So uh, from that, being able to travel and see my family. So my family is in Houston and Louisiana, and we know New Orleans was one of the first cities hit very hard other yep. than New York. So I went the first three months without being able to travel or see my family. So that was yeah. very difficult. So um, up to now, uh, starting to slowly get back to traveling and one getting used to wearing the darn mask you know but guess what it needs to be done yeah you made a couple of great points there i wrote an ebook over as you know over the pandemic how to transform your mindset and the norm has changed and i talk about still having that schedule getting up showering replicating certain parts of your workday that's very important and as far as visiting family i went from january up until august without seeing them so I can, I understand that it was definitely a difficult time, 
but now we have FaceTime and things, fortunately, so we're able to at least mimic a visit. But Tony, we touched on a little bit before with children in our lives, but we all have them, whether it's our own kids, siblings, cousins, or friends. What advice do you have for everybody listening on to help with the mental health of the children in their lives? Well, I'm going to tell you right now in the world, I have to say it's extremely hard to be a child, to be a teenager. Yeah. And for me, it's hard to be an adult right now. Seriously. Um, you know, there's, it is, is, there's just so much disruption in the world, you know, and, and parents, the one, some of the advice that I can give is don't avoid the conversations that need to happen, whether it's around mental health, whether it's around the political environment or civil unrest, do, don't avoid those conversations and don't put those off. You know, it's very important that we make sure we are very much in tune with our children. And a couple of points that I would like to make and that I've, advice that I've given is, one, be able to monitor your child's behavior. So no one knows your child is better than yourself. So monitor behaviors and look for things that are not the normal. Uh, which, you know, we should already be doing that anyway, right? But <laughs> it's even more important to do so now. Uh, also with that, you know, create open dialogue. What I was just speaking of, the understanding that, you know, everyone is going to be at different places because there's going to be peaks and valleys, um, mountains and, and hills to climb, all of those things, because we mm -hmm. still don't know what things are going to look like. So find out with that open dialogue where your children are and just be aware that, you know, again, that they're comfortable having that conversation. You know, as a parent, having these types of conversation isn't about when you're comfortable having it, but just sitting down and making sure that that child is comfortable at that moment. Uh, the other thing is to explain to them what COVID is and the way that, you yeah. know, to prevent it. And, and one of the, and the reason that I truly say that is because as you look and we can see all around social media and in the news, the lack of children or teenagers taking this serious. So a open dialogue conversation would definitely help um, to bring down, you know, or to flatten the curve, sort of speak. Uh, also, when having these conversations, we have to make sure that we're communicating at the level of the child or the yeah. teenager or the adult. You know, um, it's one of the studies where we talk about, and I, I can't remember offhand, but when speaking to a baby, right, you know, the goo goo ga ga, right? <laughs> so, you know, yeah, that's baby language, but does the baby really know what you're saying, right? So speak to them as they're an adult, right? Like, how are you doing today? But so that's what I mean about, you know, speaking to them in that um, manner. Um, you know, create a new norm. That's going to be important. Like that. Because so many things have been taken away and not normal. So create some type of family night, some type of everyday ritual that the, the family is going to be looking forward to. You know, and also it's, it's a perfect time to incorporate learning in the family time to reestablish those connections. Uh, I'll keep going back to where you say we're go, go, go. And yeah. a lot of people don't realize how far they have disconnected from their loved ones based on a, a rushed world. And just, you know, be compassionate and understanding where they are, you know, just as you would for yourself, 
you know, teach them, guide them, coach them on how to manage their emotions and their mental health. Be honest to them where you are, right? So um, children can pick up on emotions. And so uh, for me, I'm really bad with facial expressions. <laughs> so people can tell how I'm feeling based on my face. But, um, you know, those are some of the important points that I've been, advice that I've been giving out. But I think it's important that everyone finds out where they are in this pandemic and then be able to meet their children, their friends, their colleagues, where they are. I love the enthusiasm you have with this question because that's obviously why I'm trying to get the kids book out after this next project because children have so much of the world out of their hands already. They rely on their adult figures heavily pretty much for everything. And now everything they knew just stopped. You can't see your friends. You're not going to school. But Tony, I got to thank you for coming on the show again. I know the listeners are going to see all the value in your episode, especially your answer to that last question. That was incredible. I loved how you gave the tangible advice for how you're coping with everything. I thought that was very, very great. And I also loved how you described finding your balance and harmony, making sure you're doing, doing the right things, the work day, replicating it. Incredible advice. So thank you. But it is time for the last word. And I also do this on my other podcast, what it's really like to be an entrepreneur, because I want our listeners to really get to know the guests. Is there something that you would like to share with everybody listening that we did not get to touch on yet today? The only thing that I would like to say is for one, be yourself in a world that's trying to change you. And that's the biggest thing that we can do. Just be yourself and let's make this world a better place. I think we're both trying to do that. That's great. Would you mind now please sharing your professional social media, the website, ways for listeners to request your services, follow your endeavors. Uh, definitely. So you can find me on Twitter as Agent for Change. You can find me on LinkedIn as Tony T. Alexander. And on Facebook, I'm SGI Services. So feel free to reach out. Um, as I said, business is thriving, but we could always use more. <clears throat> okay, here we go. We're going to just record this real quick. Now we're going to Cancun. Be sure to check out all that great content and it's social media time for the show and we're on whichever platform you like to use. We're at A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancey on LinkedIn, at A Mental Health Break on Instagram and Facebook and over on Twitter. We're podcast by Lancey so you get updates from this show and what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. Of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube and my website is VincentALancey.com. If you check out my books, DM me. I'd love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please do continue listening and rate a mental health break with Vincent A. Lancey five stars. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.